Hello and welcome to the CGF Minis podcast. I'm your co-host Wyatt Keener. And I'm Jacob Park. We're joined today by the God Kings GM duo, Brady Hyen and Zach Swan. Welcome Hello. to the show, guys. Good to be here. Great to be here. Co-GMs, that is. That's the official title is Co-GMs. Co-GMs. Clarification <laughs> on that. I wasn't sure exactly how the power hierarchy structured a uh, little fun fact behind the scenes here brady high and i'm not even sure if he knows this is an executive producer of the cgf minis podcast uh was a consultant in its development and mm-hmm. uh used to we, do the work i used to do the work and now i just provide the money <laughs> uh well let's start uh with where we've started all of our episodes the beautiful product on the field, uh, including a proprietary technology that's in the jerseys. That I'm still not sure I fully understand. I think it just gives it a little extra sparkle. Do you guys remember what that what that technology is called? And uh, walk us through what it was like to design the God King's look. Jake, do you remember the technology? <laughs> I don't remember what we called it. It was like a some kind of shimmering fabric or it's like not gradient. glitter. It's not glitter. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, like <laughs> it's metallic. Metallic's maybe a better way like to a, describe like it. Like a gold bar. Does the white yeah. have that shimmer too? Or maybe on the actual Just the colors? gold. No, just the gold. Yeah, just the gold. If I remember right. I believe so. Um, well, how did you guys turn from Swag God 420 to God Kings? <laughs> and uh, was that design process like? So y'all were talking about that, I guess, on Colton's episode. And I think it was like, wasn't it carried over from a redraft league? Yeah, we had done redraft league the year before. I don't know if you were and swag cat before or not. I, I think it might have been related to my team name from that league. Um, but yeah, it was. I feel like there were a lot of ridiculous team names at the beginning until we decided to be real teams with real jerseys and logos. But yeah, there's really no story there. <laughs> I remember you sent me an image of like some I don't know if they were actual players. It was like football players in heaven. It's like the jersey inspiration, but it was yeah, like yeah. it looked like a this. I don't know what it was, but it looked like some sort of like magazine ad for old spice or something. <laughs> and that's where we got kind of started on the, the color scheme because you'd already decided on um God Kings. I think your team was one of the few where well, two parts this you're the only team I think whose primary logo isn't what the helmet has on it. You're like the only one that has like a, a decal that's oh, yeah. in the primary. Cause you have like the, like the Laurel reef thing going on. But I think we actually came up with that before your primary and we kind of settled yeah. on that along the way. Yeah. That's how I remember it too. I, Cause you came up with the armband G thing. And then I think you just turned that into a full logo. Yeah. I think that was, that Beautiful. was the order we went. <laughs> I still love the jerseys. Yeah, I don't think that they've seen any tweaks in their uh, three-year history. I think one of the few teams who hasn't played with it in some capacity. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we may be previewing a change to come in the 2023 <laughs> season. We uh, will leave everybody on pins and needles, I guess, unless you guys want to preview something that's coming out. I don't know if we have anything ready yet, but we have uh, we've we workshopped it a bit, um, sent some prototypes to to these two that were promptly rejected. So we're still definitely in the, the figuring out phase for which way we want to go. 
Well, my my co GM and I were talking about this before the show out in the back, and uh, <laughs> uh, we like when you're asking me about the God Kings, the look in the field, the God Kings, you're asking me because Z didn't Z wasn't there, he didn't know any of this stuff, so he's really kind of come into this existing thing, and uh, I think like he's even referred to himself as I think most recently he referred to himself as my stable boy. Uh, which is not how I view him. Um, but I, I think maybe if anything, I'm like a senior co-GM and he's a junior co-GM. But <laughs> we talked about it and I think that uh, we're going to take a look at the drawing board literally and see how we can plug Z's energy into this brand and into this franchise. Uh, and you're going to be getting lots of emails from us shortly, Jake. <laughs> All right. I'm ready for it. I haven't, I haven't seen much... Uh off-season action yet in the, the Jersey Commissioner office. So I'll uh, definitely be looking forward to hearing from you guys. And I'm not going to be cleaning any more stalls this year. <laughs> <laughs> you got a promotion? Well, let's let's turn the attention to Z uh, and the, the product on the field. By God King's standards, it was a pretty disappointing year. You guys were eliminated in the first round for the first time ever, a two-time semifinalist. And in excruciating fashion, losing by 0.64 points to the Marley Magic, starting their Cinderella run uh, on Monday night. Take us back. Do you guys remember it was Packers versus Rams? Christian Watson needed uh, about four and a half points on December 19th. Uh, Zach, do you, do you have any kind of recollection of your emotions that night? Were you watching the game? Were you following on GameCast? How was it as your first year introduction to the emotional uh yin and yang or what am i trying to say the emotional extremes of managing a, a corporate global roster oh thank you uh yes while many of the details of the game have been shrouded by uh emotional distress i do <laughs> i do i do remember the feeling uh distinctly because i was watching along that night and i think when like almost all the dust had settled uh, there was there there were still like a few more plays to be had and um and it and it dawned on me probably slower than it would have dawned on uh, a more seasoned uh football viewer that they were just running the clock out um yeah it was like there was time left there you know they they could have uh you know the other night uh Giannis, Antetokounmpo threw himself a rebound right. uh, at the end of an NBA game in order to give himself a triple-double. Just <laughs> pad the stats a little bit. Um, you know, some something like that could have yeah. could have uh, been the difference maker. That's a perfect example. Perfect example, too, because if you were playing fantasy basketball and that decided the matchup, uh, I saw the NBA then revoked that rebound. They so did. you could have had a point correction, something like that post matchup too. When you're losing by just that small of a margin, I feel like you're always trying to tell some kind of a story like, oh, they're going to hand the ball to Christian Watson and he's going to fumble or, you know, concocting these, however uh, harebrained the ideas are, you're trying to sell yourself on that. So I can only imagine. That's, uh, I think those moments are when like my view of the NFL is the most distorted. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and just two years ago, you guys were on the other side of that. Um, Antonio Gibson had a scintillating Tuesday night performance 
to lead you over the uh, the favorite um, touchdown to Nabby and and their Cinderella run before it even got started. Um, mm-hmm. Brady, what's your expectations for the 2023 season? How are you feeling after three straight playoff appearances and all this talk from uh, the popular ballers, the pit kings of the league, and the promised uprising that we're going to see this year? Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that our window is closing, uh, but we're still feeling pretty confident. Um, as a matter of fact, we had two pending trades in our inbox right before this, declined them both with <laughs> like no hesitation because we were so sure of our strategy um, and where the team is headed and the shakeups that are happening in the league are kind of working out in our favor um and we're feeling good and i think also like the uh with z z's really he was talking about how this last season really felt like a warm-up and so take that as you will if you're one of the other team's gms <laughs> uh i'm basically leveling up in this off season by uh putting another gm on my shoulders what is the uh, the process like when you guys receive a trade? Does it require both of your approvals to you know accept or reject it, or um, is Zach earned the the privilege to uh, make these decisions without consulting you, or or vice versa? How do you how do you view it, Zach? Uh, well, <laughs> what happened with us the other day? I <laughs> I feel like we were. Sometimes the uh, we we are still troubleshooting. I would say the uh, the co GM um, mechanics because I feel like the other day you messaged me some um, well, how do you say uh, proprietary information about a potential uh, improvement to our team that I uh, I uh, failed to respond to uh, you know uh, promptly. You know, uh, I was AFK, as they say, and and I and it, I think even I can't remember the details, but I remember thinking back. Yeah, this is one I like. It was an easy call to make if I had been there. Like I would have been on board with Brady, and I wish he'd pull the trigger. Uh, but uh, our, you know, our lawyers are still working on the contracts and everything to to. Uh, really yeah we thought we could do most of this stuff like just with verbal agreements and handshakes but we're realizing that we're gonna have to get real legal with it um it's for uh, it's it's in the best interest of both of us uh i will say having a co-gm has been really refreshing and there's like been a huge benefit of just having that extra person to talk to that's not biased or is biased in the same way that you are probably uh (laughs) But like, so that's been good. I feel like a lot of times when I was by myself, I would get in my head about like, am I doing something crazy right now? Um, but having that other person is good to talk to. But the drawback of that is like, yeah, there's there's now like bureaucracy and like <laughs> back and forth to make team decisions, which is crazy. And sometimes you got to make them quick, especially the way some yeah. of these trade offers are going out to multiple teams at once, you know, for the same player right now is being shopped. So if you want them, you got to, you know, you yeah. got to act quick or the, the opportunity might be gone. That's exactly what happened, actually. I'm not going to say <laughs> more about it, but that's exactly what happened. 
I did know I won trades been completed in the last month. Yeah, I'm gonna say more about it, but that's exactly what we, we can we can talk some more if you'd like off air. Um <laughs> well it's a good insight into one of the league's only co-general manager situations. Jake, you also have a kind of co-GM uh situation, right? Or is that just an advisor that you have on board? Um, I'd say it's more of an, an advisor. Um, he's not really as uh, he's not participating as much in the day to day stuff. Who your my, dad? <laughs> no, uh, my uh, my pro scout Lucky McCormick, who I've talked about on the, the show a few times here. No, I, my dad's advice hasn't hasn't been uh, great so far in regards to fantasy. So I kind of just <laughs> ignore what he says. But yeah, I'll, I'll run stuff by Lucky. Usually, if it's something I'm unsure of, um, usually if I decide to reject something before I pull the trigger on the reject i'll run it by him real quick just to make sure but so far outside of uh not trading cooper cup first thing last year we haven't really disagreed on anything so it's uh been a smooth 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 sailing so far some more uh podcast tension with that reference uh, uh i would oh, like yeah. to take this moment while the podcast hosts are talking to turn the mic around to wyatt because I don't think anybody has asked you or mentioned you being a double champion of the league. And I just want to know real quickly, because you're not going to interview yourself, I don't think. What are we your will. thoughts? Oh, you will? Yeah. But no, ask me. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> well, I just want to know, like, not necessarily what your thoughts are moving forward, but how did you, how did you feel after winning a second championship in a row? Um, It feels good. I don't <laughs> want to beat around has the, the joy <laughs> has the pleasure worn off at this point no I mean, no it really hasn't and after my first championship it didn't wear off either until uh around the playoffs that's when you're you wow you start to uh prepare for for the road ahead had i been scrapping to make the playoffs maybe the joy would have worn off earlier in the year mm-hmm. but um as the three seed i felt like it was safe to assume i was qualified early but hopefully that feeling can be passed around here next year uh, maybe even to the god king so well-deserving franchise um how diplomatic of you <laughs> you just moved up a notch in jake's system <laughs> no how to play. You? <laughs> um zach walk us through... okay all right i'll just get this thing on the rails here boys uh zach walk us through your your fantasy experience you're a noted nba fan even already making reference to uh, contemporary events in the basketball league earlier in this show. Um, have you any experience playing fantasy football? Any experience playing playing fantasy other sports? And uh, what's your relationship like with the NFL at large too? Sure. I've played a little bit of fantasy football and uh, one like half season of fantasy basketball, which is, a very, very challenging thing to understand. I believe fantasy basketball has improved over the years and there's some, there's kind of some new schemes that, that, uh, that make it not so harebrained and and night to night. Um, But one of the biggest adjustments coming into a dynasty league has been, has been trying to understand how to value an asset um, that is forever or as, as forever as it gets. And there's been multiple times where I'll be I'll be dishing with a buddy at work about a trade and they're like we're I can just tell we're like we're gonna be on a different wavelength because they have no way to like what do you mean a trade what do you mean uh 2025 2026 
like draft pick? Like what can, how can I know how to value that? Or somebody wants to, you know, Oh, somebody wants to trade you one of the top three players in the league. Like if you're playing a one year, if you're playing a, a redraft league, like, you know, there's these kind of things wouldn't even happen. Um, you, you get somebody that good, you just roll. So um, it, that's definitely been an adjustment, trying to kind of look at some, look use some of these online tools to try to understand how longevity and like year to year performance affects the value of a player or the value of a, of a draft pick. Um, honestly, it kind of makes my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm slowly, I think I'm slowly, honestly, that'll probably be a little bit of the benefit of my second year is um, starting to see what it looks like for the pieces to move a little slower. Yeah, Brady, that was something that uh, I think you as a newer NFL fan, like, I mean, you followed the NFL before we started this dynasty league. You mentioned that redraft league, um, but maybe not necessarily someone who grew up uh living and dying for the NFL uh, like some other members of the league might have. It's a learning curve that I think you, you, uh, you said you went through as well. Explain how that uh, influences your leadership in the front office. And also uh, if you have any reflections on your first couple of years as co-manager, specifically Jake, even three under the bus this last season for the Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers deal, which was a completely fair deal when it was made. But um, are there some, lessons that you learned do you see a younger version of yourself here in zach all right that was like four questions but <laughs> uh, i think i definitely have some like painful regrets from early on in dynasty where it was it was like very apparent especially like in the draft and then like even in the first few weeks of the first season where i was just like i don't know what i'm doing and even though I watched the NFL last year and played fantasy, I just really don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I feel like by the end of that first season, I was like starting to get the hang of it. And I wouldn't say I've plateaued now, but it was like a steep learning curve at the beginning. Uh, yeah, there's like specific things where I, th I felt good about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like that's the thing about looking back. It's so it's such like a hindsight is 2020 thing with this, especially because you're like, what, you did that? And there's just no way you can know. And I think that's been like the main lesson that I've taken away is like, it's not random, but you really don't know what could happen to just completely tip the scales in the league. Yeah, the rewards of a good trade last for many years and then the consequences mm -hmm. of a bad one and then it's all, you know, they're permanently in the history books for people to look back on and, and judge uh, after the fact where it's easy to see what, you know, which way which side got the better, better yeah end of it, so. which is why i think we should have more respect for our political leaders jake <laughs> <laughs> hit us with some uh, some trivia some fun facts here all right um i think this one should be a fairly easy to start you off with uh at least for brady just for having been with the team so long exactly you might know it too though after even this season uh do you know which jersey of yours has the most wins I would guess all cloud white. I have no guess. <laughs> no guess. All right, you're up. You got it right off. Oh, uh, nice. Nine and six in the cloud white. I think it's your most worn jersey. Yeah, that's that's uh, my reason. I guess that actually, as well as your most wins. Uh, 
Next one, there's one team in the league that you've never beaten. You know who that is? Ooh. Oh, wait, can I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> he's thinking. I'm, I, I actually, um, who have we not beaten? This is staggering. I can't believe the God Kings haven't beaten every team in the league. I think it's winning. You got a guess, Brady? It's definitely not me. We're like 500 against each other. A, it I can must say... be a team where we just haven't played that much. Yeah. Not to sound too confident, but well, we beat. <laughs> I, I don't know. We beat everyone. What is it, Jake? It was a bit of a trick question. It's the Rocky Mountain Mooses. Oh. Uh, <laughs> twice, twice this year, but I did look in the past uh, to see, and you did beat the Flaming Hot Cheetahs. You were 2-0 and against, but against the Mooses, you were 0-2. Um, yeah, dude, questions I like the first... that why I hate trivia. <laughs> I, the... I knew the first was going to be easy, so I wanted a slightly more difficult one. That I was thought, tough. thought you might remember uh, us talking about how many times you played the winner faces. You guys have played more than anyone in the league. Uh, eight times or four and four against each other. Oh, really? Yes, I, I consider you guys consider you guys my chief rival, but I know Whoa. that's it's like a little brother syndrome because I know that I'm not your chief rival because you have the pickings. But what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God Kings knocked out Winterfaces in the first year back in 2020, and then Winterfaces returned the favor last year. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys were on track to play this year. Had you made it past Marley Magic, I guess. It would have had to have been the championship most That's likely. right, yeah. Unless well, I appreciate you laying out the plot points of this narrative. I'm excited for our matchup this matchup this season. Yeah, we can – it would be the rubber Usually, match. To be, to be honest, like this last season, I'm just going into a, a matchup with the winner faces thinking like, I hope we survive this. Well, now you've got the, the targets on the Rocky Mountain Mooses in 2023. <laughs> yeah, enemy <laughs> number one. <laughs> I mean, that is shocking. Sorry. Yeah, that is. But I was just gonna say, I'll be upset when the schedule comes out if you guys aren't playing twice because I just want to keep that going. Uh, I do want to say something randomized. While we're talking about the mooses, uh, me and Z were looking at the Dynasty Ranker website, and currently, uh, Turtle Daddy sixty nine is in first place, uh, in terms of Dynasty value. Ooh. We uh, we'll have him on the podcast soon, so that's some good. Uh, you're giving us some some little uh, teaser. Yeah, some stuff to work with there. Doing our research for us. Appreciate that. Uh, well, we uh, we got a little interesting nugget off of you guys. You're talking about being discreet uh, pre-show, but then Brady hinted that you view your team as on the downward decline. Um, but yeah, you guys are loaded with young talent. Uh, you have Chris Olave, who looks like potentially the best receiver in the league in a year or two. Um, Kadarius Tony, who reports today, suggested he could be wide receiver one in Kansas City. Uh, Tyler Algier took hold of the Atlanta backfield at the end of the year. Uh, do you view uh, the team's trajectory as moving toward a rebuild in the future, or are you going to try to perpetually compete? And uh, you guys willing to give us that information? I think I personally lean more towards the tda philosophy of like let's play to win and sometimes you're gonna have a better shot at that and sometimes it's gonna be more of a um dice throw but uh i would i would like to always be good at the very beginning of the league i said uh my goal is to like be top of the middle of the pack and i've kind of sat there 
we've kind of been there. Uh, and so hopefully we can, we can at least stick around there, but, uh, we're definitely hungry for a cup. And Aaron Rodgers said the same after his retreat, Jake. Yeah. I was just going to review their, uh, standings the last three years. Yeah. You were pretty much nailed your objective. I'd say, cause 2020 fourth place finish seven and six record 2021. You were in sixth place going seven and seven, but still advancing to the semifinals with an upset over touchdown to Nabby as, as Wyatt mentioned earlier. And then last year finishing in fourth place again uh, with a record of eight and six, uh, but following unfortunately that time in the quarterfinals. So you mm. um, steadily made playoffs every single year, which uh, I believe only half the league can, can say the same. And you made the semifinals twice, which I think more teams have done now, maybe three or four uh, winter faces, bruise matrix. I want to say have done that, but, uh, and probably the God Kings. Well, so God Kings, sorry, the I know that there's a lot of talk about um, this being our worst playoff year uh, in league history. And this is also the year that Z comes on as co-GM. And uh, I know that people are a little demoralized, but I just want to say that uh, it was pretty single-handedly Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz getting hurt like the same week right before the playoffs that just really took the wind out of our sails. Uh, so, uh, keep my co-GM's name out of your mouth. <laughs> small, small sample size. Let's turn oh, our attention. Too, yeah, go ahead. Far too small for uh, for uh, the impact of the co-GM to be uh, to be ascertained with any real uh, with any real effectiveness. We'll have to do a five-year review, and uh, we can revisit the God King's success at that. Well, point. he's on a year-to-year contract. Oh, okay. <laughs> making your plea for brady in front of us i think more than defending yourself to us uh let's talk about that roster zach you guys have uh in my mind the real popular ballers type roster um not currently active but cole beasley and antonio brown were notorious god kings aaron Rodgers, headline sensation uh Kadarius tony um, you guys have even nicknamed him Antonio Brown Jr. And he surely is up to up to semantics at all times. Uh, how do you manage these brash, loud personalities in the God Kings locker room? Is it a point of emphasis to acquire players like this? Uh, I was excited when I joined the league to find that Aaron Rodgers was on my team that I was joining or that I was joining the team uh, that held Aaron Rodgers on their roster. Well, on your team is right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, as the only NFL player to be mentioned in a Z Swan song, um, I have a special connection with him and, and even his antics, have have not allowed that connection to wane. Um, it's a little hard to explain. Usually, I don't suffer a lot of foolishness, but uh, when your guys are your guys, you ride with them. And we're not afraid to, of the locker room getting a little bit chippy. Uh, we we like the competitive edge that comes from players that are confident and uh, know what they're about. And even if even if that means that they uh, they talk a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we should note that 
you guys aren't the libertarian Elon Musk loving crypto bros that you're coming off across with your uh, Aaron Rodgers sympathies and Brady's earlier comments. It has nothing to do with his politics. We just have a kind of a spiritual connection with him. <laughs> I was just as surprised as anyone when I found that week after week, I just continued to want Aaron Rodgers to thrive. But what can I say? It, really, it actually is really crazy. This com- coming in on this Aaron Rodgers season, like after he was MVP last year, it's crazy to watch that. But it sh- hopefully it can only go up from here. Yeah, we'll see. We're all waiting on pins and needles for his decision to uh, return to the Packers, be traded elsewhere, or retire. Who knows what could happen? Maybe you guys it have al- some insight into that. We'll see. It also helps to have some balanced guys like Kirk Cousins to reliably just make no waves at all every week uh you know you you, you've got to have some got to have some uh cornerstones in the locker room yeah devotional every sunday too yeah you guys are chock full of the milk toast uh (laughs) devotional leading boys zacherts and uh young life what's what's his nickname young life uh dallas goddard oh yes young life something i don't know um Jake, bring us home. <laughs> Young life stud. <laughs> All right, I'll end. Uh, one last question. This can be for both of you. Um, who do you think is your greatest rival now in the league? Is oh, it still, come on. Is it still the Pit Kings after, you know, you guys have the official rivalry game? Is it Wyatt after playing each other eight times? Or is it the popular ballers after our, our beefs uh, near the end of last season and, and trade negotiations? Well, I'll speak first and I'll, I'll let Z go, but because like historically, I still feel that connection with the Pit Kings, obviously. It's like part of our culture for sure, but I would be interested interested to hear what Z thinks. Like how, if you didn't know about the God Kings, Pit Kings thing, who would you pick? Um. Oh man, I kind of wanted to go back to last year's... Uh games in my phone to be able to answer that in the marley well, just, magic just just what you witnessed oh that's oh, true yeah. as well the ones who knocked you out. get some vengeance on the magic um yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i was just trying to find it in my phone we we're basically asking you like really who do you smooth. like the least in this league uh, <laughs> but I do, I do think that I mentioned this. I don't know if Z feels the same way, but I, I would love to um, encourage like a league-wide um, hate towards the winter faces, as just like the pa- the new like New England Patriots of our league, and we just like despise them. Got to knock out the Kings, the King of the Hill. It seems to be brewing. I think you share that sentiment <laughs> with some other podcast guests that have come on here recently. So I will say that I feel like our relationship with Jake is, uh, it, and the popular ballers is is uh, promising. I know there have been some there 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 have been some bumps along the way, uh, and We're some, healing. some some near misses or some almosts, but uh, I, I just think we haven't quite gotten there yet. I think there's I think there's uh there's promise there's promise in that relationship. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think you guys are trending in the right direction uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. 
Oh, I thought of one last question too. Um, when we're talking uh, potential rebrand, and you don't have to answer this if, if this isn't anything set in stone yet, are we talking uh, potentially a new name as well, or just new jerseys, new logo, new colors? Um, is anything set in stone yet, or is anything off limits to change? There is no new name in the 2023 season. All right. The God Kings will remain. However, uh, we have been in discussions with each other and with focus groups, league designers to uh, to kind of maybe do a little bit of a rebrand. We're excited about that. Well, can't wait, can't wait to hear uh, what you guys have come up with and get into the, the studio with you to uh, hash out what that might look like. Yeah, we'll reach out. Always, always exciting to see the new designs that a new league year brings. Well, we want to thank the the God Kings for coming up on our podcast as they patch up a relationship with one co-host while burn bridges with the other. We're very excited (laughs) to see the football that your team plays in 2023. A team that's always taken big swings. We mentioned the Aaron Rodgers trade earlier, uh, trading for Austin Eckler, uh, last year, you traded your first round pick for Antonio Gibson a couple of years back, um, and we really admire that and that competitiveness. We hope that it rewards you with some fruitful playoff success in the near future. We'll be cheering for y'all, and uh, we look forward to seeing what's in store in 2023. See you guys. Thanks for having us. Cheers.